entrepreneurs on the move. Reshaping lives for a better tomorrow. trying to pull myself away from the laptop to go, so it's not looking yeah. too good. I have been known to go at midnight, but um, it's yeah, really not looking like good. Yeah. Well, how was looking... the weekend? How was the weekend? <laughs> Do you do anything I... over the weekend? No, I actually just, I worked a lot this weekend. You know how busy we've been, but um, I actually got right. to take a break on on um Saturday once the mountains kind of use, you know, I use my workout and different things to kind of get away and just right. you know, re- regroup. So I did that with a girlfriend of mine, and um, on Sunday I took a break and actually went over Shawnee's house, one of my girlfriends, and we mm-hmm. had a dress um, dress shop 
shopping, swapping party. It was kind of cool where, okay. you know, you bring in dresses and stuff that you probably haven't worn and kind of switch closets. So it was good to kind of just be around friends and laugh and talk. And I have, you know, and when I'm at home, I feel like I have to work because I work from right. home. Okay. So yeah. it was yeah. good to get away. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. I went home uh, to Virginia to see my mother. It was actually a joint birthday dinner for my mother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a joint birthday dinner for my mother and my aunt, or their sisters. My my aunt's on the November second. My mom's on November fifth. So we okay. went to Bonefish. It was about fifteen or twenty of us, and it was a really good meal, good time, good people. Uh, you know, just just a good time being home. You know, it was brief. Like, you know, being home, but it was great to see my mom. And, you know, uh, she has been, you know, doing chemo and everything this year. So, But she looked great. You know, she picked up weight. Um, she enjoyed the night. So, you know, that was definitely a great thing to see. And before yeah, going back, awesome, Stephen. So she's doing better and feeling better? Yeah, she's feeling better. She still has, you know, bad days, you know, usually a couple of days after the chemo treatment. But overall, she's doing a lot better. Uh, That's you know, awesome. Eats, That's good to hear. Yeah. And if you look Happy belated you know, birthday, Miss Mrs. Knight. I definitely wish uh, wish you uh, many more years, and I hope you had a great time. My mother's birthday was actually a day after your yeah. mother's birthday, and I was I was thinking about your mom. You know, of course, mm-hmm. doing her birthday, and also you know my mother's birthday. And yeah. um, it's definitely a blessing to, to still have yours around and, and, and definitely happy that you went home to see her for her birthday. I'm sure she appreciated that. And she left That's a comment true. that stuck with me on her birthday that this year was definitely a special birthday for her because of right. all that she's gone through. So that really touched me, and, um, and you know, she's definitely in my thoughts and prayers. I appreciate that. And, and happy birthday to your mother as well, you know, um, rest in peace. But I know that she was a huge influence on you, and, you know, and obviously – her and your father did a wonderful job raising you because of the person you are today. So, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. She was an amazing person. Thanks, for, thanks, she, Stephen. She definitely was. Well, before we get started, she can't add them on tonight. They didn't do their homework, so. They're in trouble. But before we, well, uh, no, I, I see. Ch- I saw Chicky on Facebook styling the profile on y'all with his. You saw him. Oh, uh, he was some event. He looks so nice. Now I was gonna come on the pictures. I just been so busy, but yeah, if you're listening, Chica, I'm sure you are. You look very nice. I'm sure the event was um, awesome that you went to, and definitely can't yeah. wait to hear about it. But definitely keep up the good work. Looking good. Absolutely, absolutely. But before we move on to Aaron, I want to play my debut, my brand new single. Um, like I said, it's called Never Know. It was produced by Phoenix. Uh, he and I both co-wrote it, and then. I originally wrote, recorded the song in 2011, and then earlier this year, before I went to Houston, I re-recorded it with uh, a producer and artist, Rodrice, and he and I re-recorded the song, and we added some backgrounds, and there wasn't a bridge, so we had the bridge. And So anyway, we're going to debut it real quick. Make sure you go, and you can go at 12 o'clock or you can go tomorrow. You know, some people will be asleep. Like serious to them, but to me it is. And download this song called Never Know. It's only a dollar twenty nine. Don't be cheap. And uh, I think we're ready. And let's let's debut it. This is Stephen Knight and Never Know. Check it out.
where digital media sold. It'll be on there tomorrow, actually at midnight, and then it'll also be on my website if you want to listen to it. I know sometimes it's better to listen to it, um, you know, off internet radio, uh, you know, a little clearer. You can go on my website, StephenKnightMusic.webs.com. But yeah, so that's that. Great song, Stephen. Proud of you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, let's bring in Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? I am doing great, Stephen. Miss Parker. What's going that on? That song is hot. You like it? Yeah, that's hot. That, was that song is. Hot, my brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, that's, oh, my gosh, dude. I can just so see the video. I can hear all over the radio. I can, I mean, it's, yeah, this is, ooh, man, yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes. And and you two both have definitely supported me uh, throughout the year. So you two have both supported me throughout the year, so I definitely appreciate it. Appreciate that, oh, cool. and also EOTM because they have been support, you know, promoting, supporting, and and then our program director Carla B just tell me great track, so definitely appreciate it it. hearing that from you. Thank you. Absolutely, 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 man. Awesome, awesome. So how, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm doing great. I got some really good news to share with um, you all. You are talking to a congressional intern. So next wow. semester. I will be Congratulations. an intern on Capitol Hill. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. So. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. When do you start? I start next semester in January. Okay. Yeah, and it's, well, I know you're going to do your thing. Congratulations, Aaron. That's big. Oh, That's I'm looking forward to it. Huge. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. They, they're going to get. That's awesome, Aaron. Thank you, Ms. Parker. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm going to get um, 10 weeks of free labor from me for uh, (laughs) 20 hours a week for 10 weeks, but it's all good. Looking forward to it again. Let's see, sports now. What's going on? Well, you you all know all about the whole Miami Dolphin drama with the bullying and everything. What's Um, your take on that? What's your take on that? Because – Incognito, he did an interview, and he said that he wasn't racist and he wasn't racist and that that's the way they spoke to each other and that they were really good friends and they had conversations like that. Now, um, the other guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, had sent him a text message telling him he's going to kill Jonathan him. Martin. Jonathan, yeah, Martin. Jonathan and that's Martin. Yeah, Martin. And that's all in fun. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I personally, I have never played football before in my life. No okay. organized football. But from what I've learned of it, um, it's 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 very macho macho in the locker room. It's like a lot mm-hmm. of trash talking, and it's and and it's a form of camaraderie, brotherhood kind of thing. Right. So yeah. Now, with that being said, I don't I don't know what saying the N word has to do with you know being yeah. A, yeah. part of a brotherhood. But right. then I can kind of see, okay, well, if if the other guys are saying the, the N-word, you know, then why can I say it? It all goes back to, okay, it's okay for one segment of the population to, quote, unquote, say the N-word, but not the other. And that's where it becomes confusing. So to me, you know, I say no weird, one Aaron, I read somewhere that the other players, of course, are um, are supporting 
incognito. incognito. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What happens is when people are bullying together, they become a pack. And right. so the cool kids then become the ones who, who you know, determine who is going to be the victim. So I think that's what happened. I think that maybe Martin went along with it and tried to be like, okay, well, I'm cool. This is, this is what this is what happens. You know what I mean? Like he tried yeah. to deal with it as, you know, this is part of the game. But I think he had a breakdown. You know, I think what happened was, you know, you can only take so much. Not everyone yeah. has built that environment, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I see, I yeah, that yeah. Because the black, the black, the black players consider Ingot needed to be black. And I'm like, what? So that's he why will I never be black. with that's the right. N-word. Yeah. And I'm like, with, that shit sounds like it's crazy that's going on in the locker room. It's it sounds yeah. like there is no leadership there, not even from from the um, coaching staff. It seems like there are no leaders, no one. Because and apparently I'm thinking about up here in Baltimore, Ray Lewis, a great football player with the Ravens. Ray Lewis would never have had condoned that in the locker room. I'm not speaking right. for Ray Lewis, but I can pretty pretty much I. You know, I can pretty much guess that Ray, if um, Ray would have heard of some of his um, players coming at someone, saying the N-word, calling their mother um, out of their name, talking about their sister, raping the sister, he wouldn't have went for that at all, at all. So Miami Dolphins have some issues going on. Now, I think that Jonathan Martin was was cool with it, just like you said. I I think he was cool with it at first, but then I think that maybe – and I have incognito kind of crossed the line whenever he said the um, N word and I'll kill you and your sister. I'm a I'm a gang gang banger, gang raper or something. Is, yeah. The thing is, for Martin too, I think Martin culturally didn't fit because he comes from a very educated background. Exactly. He, uh-huh. you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. His his entire family very educated. Went to like you know the top schools in the U.S. and so mm-hmm. culturally he didn't he didn't fit in that kind of thuggage, you know, type right, environment. Right. The probably the words that he was using was probably like, what are you talking about, you know? So I understand that stuff. And I just think that, you know, you guys are here to be professionals, to, to do a job. And at some point that whole uh, boys being boys thing has to end. And I think the NFL has to take a step, take, take a look at culturally what's going on in the locker room and also make sure that these players understand coming in. This is a profession. You know, you That's have it. to conduct yourself professionally no matter what, regardless that it's football or not, because these kids are looking up to you. They are. To bully yeah. each other. I just think everyone needs to examine their behaviors, and it, I think it's out of control, honestly. And and you know, I was I, I was watching the news the other day, and there was, they had the clip on, you know, how rookies are because I didn't know Martin was a rookie. How rookies mm-hmm. are treated not in, just in the NBA, but NFL and and all of that stuff. But I guess it's it's, it's mainly in the NBA and the NFL. And they yeah. were saying some guy recently had posted on Instagram. Well, dinner is so much more better when a rookie pays for it. And so their practice is when a new person joins the team as a rookie, they yeah. take out, they make them pay for these thirty plus thousand dollars dinners. Thousand dollars dinners. And they can't afford it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that they can afford. That is is hazing. That is classic hazing. Exactly. That, yeah, hazing. That's straight up hazing, and that should not be accepted. If it's, it's not accepted in colleges. 
fraternities, whatever, well, at least, you know, wink, wink, you know, there's, now, from what I've heard, there is things like, there's like this, this um, thing called underground hazing, but anyway, that's a whole other topic, but um, yeah, having a rookie with a small contract paying $30,000 for dinner is idiotic, and the fact yeah. that these feel that they have to actually pay that in order to be on this team and and to fit in is just, it's sick. It's sick. It's mm-hmm. sick. It's culture that the NFL needs to get rid of. They really need to get rid of that 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 culture. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Now, Jonathan Martin, he he needs to talk. Incognito has now talked. We need to hear from Jonathan Martin. I personally want to hear from him. He needs to talk now. You know, uh, all, all this sitting around, getting getting counsel and everything. Okay, did it. That's fine. But brother, we need to hear your side because I have to say, Incognito's interview was pretty. I, you know, he he seemed he he sounded like a guy that really was just doing what he was told by the coaches and from his fellow teammates, and it and it pretty much it is what it is. And that Jonathan Martin, you know, also sent some um, text messages to him that weren't flattering. So right, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's so yeah. so now Jonathan needs to to um, give his side. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, now, do I think John DeMar is going to be back with the Dolphins? No, absolutely not. Oh, no, he won't, no. Yeah. They, they won't do I think that there. he'll be with another team? I Actually, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, because, you I, know, they were, they, were, they were talking to uh, some retired player, and he said that he doesn't think any of He said this one thing, you know, whether uh, Incognito was right or wrong is one thing, but to take yeah. a family, quote-unquote, family issue and make it public, you know, that's where the issue mm-hmm. is, and no other, yeah. no other team is going to trust him because he did Exactly, that. yeah, yeah. And it also, I don't think that any other team will um, think that he has the, the mental wherewithal like that, that toughness, and I'm not trying to say toughness as far as what they met, met with as far as being macho, I'm just mean. I mean mental toughness, just mental, as far as yeah. being able to um, handle pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any team's going to even want to deal with that. Then, with all of the drama that's been going on with this, I don't think that any other any other team wants to have that, you know, um, that microscope or that lens focus on that team. Like, okay, yeah, we have to be. Hey, hey, extra nice to him because if we don't, he might get offended or he might go and tell or whatever. So, yeah, I think that he's pretty much done. Well, I, I, I certainly I certainly hope that that's not the case. But you may – I mean, I, you have I a hope point. Not. But I hope, I hope not. not. Yeah, I hope not. But it, it just – as far as with that culture, it, it's such a deep, inbred part of their culture that uh, it's uh, – mm, I just – I, 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 ooh, Miss Parker, Stephen, I don't know, man. I just think that like a lot of these guys don't like him now in the NFL. I, I think there's like a lot of guys that really he pretty much exposed what they, I guess, did not want to to be exposed, and they wanted it to be kept in in the family. And he's exposed it, and he might, you know, be targeted or something, or who knows. But uh, but I do wish him all the best, and even um, Richard. Incognito, I think that's his first name. Uh, Richie, yeah, Richie. I wish him all the best. I wish, I hope that he gets gets some help. You know, um, 
handle those because he shouldn't have said the um, N word just because other people say it does not mean that he has right. said it. So whether it's a cultural thing or not, he still shouldn't have said it. All right. With, with that being said, um, the Falcons lost again. What's what's going on down in in Atlanta, man? Apparently not. What is how do you go from being like such a team that came into the season with so much hope last year? Didn't they, they, they went to the uh, playoffs? Yeah. like being one in what seven or eight? Have they won the game? Well, I think they won one game. Y'all won two. That's two. It. Okay. Well. Right. Good. Only but two, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't get it. You know, I don't get. It. I was hoping, you know, you know, Steve Jackson is, is from Vegas, and I she went to high school with him. So, was hoping that he would come down here and be. Um, I think he was with the Rams most of his career, or all of his career until yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I was hoping he would come down here and make a, make a change. But he seemed to be, um, you know, on the injury list. Not injury list, but some injury that's preventing yeah. him from I think being. And he's been in the league for a while, so he's probably taking a lot of beating as well. So. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they can come back from this. I just think this season is a wrap. And this I was never wrap, for yeah. that new $70 million, whatever they're building. Um, the new stadium? Yeah, I think the Georgia yeah. Dome should, should just go ahead and, and just keep that for a few years. <laughs> Until uh, we have hey, a championship. I agree, I agree with you. Aaron, what do you think about the, uh, you know, I know there was the one football player who recently uh, resigned because he said that he didn't want to have the – the head issues, the concussion issues that some of these football players have been having. What are your thoughts on, you know, them kind of wanting to redefine football and make it more safe, safer uh, so that these, uh, you know, these players are retired and not having these mental issues? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts it's, about that? It's scary. That, to me, it's scary. Ah, well, man. you know that it's, football players have the um, – the worst injuries as far as, like, after they're retired and, and health problems. But yeah, they, yeah. of all the leagues, they have the worst um, retirement plan. Right. So yeah. these guys yeah. who are taking the most hit, and, and it's always been this way. I saw a documentary where it's always been, like, previous to the most recent, you know, 10 or 15 years, there was actually no health insurance plan after you left the, the NFL. Now they mm-hmm. have some kind of coverage, but I, I guess it's not – really enough they're trying to push for more because from what I understand the NBA they're well taken care of after the NBA. Oh, Even yeah. with their pensions and all of that stuff after retirement. But with NFL, like you are doing a lot of those expenses are on your own for, for medical. And so they're saying that these these guys are getting the worst, you know, of 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 of, of the coverage as far as you know, when they retire, but they're getting the worst hit too. You know, their 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 um, injuries are the worst, and there's for years, and it's head injuries and things like that. Right. So that's what they're trying. That's what they're trying to get to. But I saw a recent um a recent report on, you know, guys who were in the NFL years ago, and they're going through all of these head trauma. But yes. the trauma is coming across to their families, like they're being violent, and, and that's why they're killing yeah. themselves. Like, you notice, like yeah. the NFL players are actually committing suicide and things like that. They're saying that's all caused by the head injury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then one player, he said that, uh, you know, he did an interview. I can't think of his name, retired interview. And he was saying that he's having these problems and how he's scared because his own daughter told him, I'm scared to be around you. 
Yeah. He, he, was, he was crying. He was in tears doing the interview because of the toll was taken on him, you know. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, there there are too many cases where for um, this to um, just be ignored by the NFL. I mean, these um, junior – Junior Seau, a couple of years ago, killed himself. Killed himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it's And now there's um, Tony Dorsett, Hall of Famer, great, great football player for the Dallas Cowboys. Cool, cool guy. Now he's now um, he's he's come out saying that um, he has um, C, CTE, which pretty much uh-huh. is um, the, it's like the early stages of dementia mm-hmm. and um he's only 59 years old can can you imagine being 59 years old which to me is still young and not being able to remember things and it's and like right. just seeing just actually seeing you are slowly losing your scary memory memories. yeah it's yeah. scary it's, it's it's scary but yeah the nfl needs to do better it's sad that these guys get hit on a weekly basis and I mean, hit hard in, in in the head, and they first of all have no guaranteed contracts while they're playing anyway, which to me is 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. But once they retire, they're um, just like just like Miss Miss Parker said, their insurance coverage is is appalling. So they definitely need 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 to work on that. So hopefully the NFL will get will get that right in the future. So. We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. So. All yeah, right. That's pretty much it in sports. Oh, I had to mention one one last thing. The Saints. Oh my gosh, they knocked down the Cowboys last night. They put it on them. Oh, thank you, thank you, Norman. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So all is well in the world. Everything balanced. Everything is good. Thank you, thank you, Saints. Yo, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Aaron Cosby, Aaron Cosby, and Aaron Cosby, and I'm out. All right, Aaron, have a good one. All right, Janaris, all yours. Go on, Ms. Ferguson. Or maybe she's there. Okay. Well, I definitely want to, one thing we forgot to do is wish all of the soldiers and vets a happy Veterans Day. Uh, You know, thank you for your contributions to to the country and, and to our freedom. Now they're saying Janera is on. Janera, are you there? Okay, maybe she's having technical difficulties. But let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. You're Hello? listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steed and Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back. Ms. Ferguson, I heard you say hello. That means you're on. I did you say hello. Words. I'm here. <laughs> How are you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. How are you guys doing tonight? No problem at all. No problem. Don't, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm going to hear about any sales anyways. I'm like, uh, I'll be shopping again. <laughs> <laughs> you already know it's a lot of sales out there right now because it's Veterans Day. And yeah. happy Veterans Day to all of you vets. So, um, 
you know, I hope you guys are having a good one. Um, I called my dad today to tell him about all the free food he could eat. And um, his favorite place is at Golden Corral because, you know, they do that that every year. They have, like, yeah. a lot of, um, you know, free giveaways and things for vet, for vets. So right. I did call him and tell him about that. So he, he made a couple of stops. Today. You know, yeah, we were, a lot of the restaurants had that going on today, and you know, it's funny because I was thinking about my dad, but I was like, my dad will not go anywhere. He's such a homebody. Unless they're delivering oh, yeah. the food, he doesn't want if, it. If it's but, free food, you, my father is there. See, that's me. I'm like, I wish, I wish they had benefits for uh, veterans' kids because I show them. You know what? Some of them do actually, but you, some of them do, but you have to be with the actual veterans. So, you know, I guess with your dad being, isn't he in Nevada? He did see um uh, I think he was taking his mother to, to lunch today with a guy and his mother. They both look older, but I think it was his mother. And she looked probably about eighty or ninety years old. It's so funny. She uh-huh. was very old. And we and it was at um Applebee's and I guess Applebee's mm-hmm. had the same thing going on. And so she asked the waitress asked, Are you either one of you veterans? And he's like, Yes, she is. He's like, She was a nurse. But she was like, I mean, she must have been in war, war. You know, I stopped her and told her thank you for her service. And I thought it was really cute because he was bringing his mother in for the free meal. It was just so cute. Oh, yeah, that's, that's sweet. Definitely, you know, that's people really who, sweet. People who we wouldn't even in that film was, were veterans and have helped, you know, led the effort into, our, you know, our freedom or whatever it is that we have now, you know, definitely people that, that I, you know, I would never have thought she was a veteran. So I, I think right, that opened yeah. my eyes to see that other people around me have also contributed. So it was cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. That's really good. So what do you oh, have for yeah. I have tons of things for you guys tonight. I actually couldn't even get everything um, on my site because it was so much simply because today is Veterans Day. Um, yeah. You know, I'm expecting the sales to, like, uh, after today, I'm expecting them to die down a little bit because, you know, things they have to gear things up for the holidays. So this might be the last big sale until uh, Thanksgiving. So, you know, you guys get ready because it's a lot. So I just want to go mm-hmm. ahead and give you guys a warning. And, Stephen, I just wanted to let you know that the song sounds great. I really did love that oh, song. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so I guess you're just out there doing your thing. But um, I'll, yeah, well, you know, don't don't forget about the little people, oh. you know, the people that you used to work with. Just letting you know, you know, I come and find you. I know you will too, right? <laughs> um, well, I'll start off with Blue Fly. Um, you guys know I talk about them occasionally. Um, Blue Fly is a, it's it's an online only store, and this is a site where you can get mostly designer items, and you can get them at a discounted price. Um, They're all authentic items, um, genuine. Um, They just, you know, are at a discounted price because they may be from last season or it may be like an overstock, something like that. But that's the type of store Blue Fly is. So um, whenever I am, you know, looking for something in particular that is designer, I might stop off at Blue Fly um, online simply because they have so many many designer deals to uh, choose from. But uh, today, to commemorate their 15th year anniversary, they're having they're giving everyone an extra 15 to 40 percent off of all of the top brands, and they they have they're having a sale on things like 
BCBG, James Jeans, Wyatt, Rachel Zoe, and that's just to name a few. They have they're having a, a sale on tons of things. Um, so you need to hurry up and shop because I believe that um, that sale started today, but it definitely won't last long because Blue Slide is not. Um, they don't really hold their sales for long, um, just a few days. So you guys might want to go ahead and visit bluefly.com. Um, Steve Madden is also having a sale today. Um, if you shop now, you can get 20% off of your purchase of $100 or more. Plus, if you're shopping online, you can get um, free shipping with code NEEDNOW. Um, Pipeline.com, which is another one of my favorite online stores, um, you can shop there and get 25% off of regular price dresses and 40% off of sale dresses. Um, to, of course, this is, a, this is an online-only store, so you need to enter code DRESS at checkout. Um, and you have to hurry up and shop because the sale ends tomorrow. Uh, today is the last day to shop at the Limited and get 40% off of full-price items um, during their friends and family event. Plus, you can get an additional 30% off of clearance items. So um, the, the Limited hardly, I mean, they mark their clearance items down, but they hardly ever give um, an additional percentage off of the already reduced items. So that is a pretty good sale to, to check out if you guys um, want to save a couple of dollars at the Limited. Um, today is the last day to shop Lowman's Veterans Day sale. If you shop now, you can save 20% off of their backroom designers, which is like their designer deals. Um, you can save 40% off of all dresses, 20% off of outerwear, 25% off of activewear, 50% off of boots, and uh, an additional 30% off of clearance items. So, um, you know, that's their, their, um, that's their Veterans Day sale, and that's a pretty good sale because um, I'm not sure if you guys know about Lomas, but they already have. They, they automatically discount their items, and now they're giving you an additional percentage off on top of that discount that they already automatically have. Um, Bloomingdale's, which is one of my favorite stores, um, they're having a friends and family event, and, it's, and it starts online today. Now, they are going to open this up to the stores, um, but right now they're just having an online-only sale. And like I said, it started today. And if you shop now, you can get 20% off of regular and sale-priced items for women, men, kids, and your home. Um, an online-only sale right now. Like I said, it will be going into the stores. But um, because it's an online-only online uh, sale right now, just use code FRIENDS at the checkout. Um, if you're in the market for a new suit or some type of business wear, Jones New York is having a Veterans Day sale as well. Um, if you shop now, you can get 40% off of your entire purchase for savings of up to 80%. Um, this is an online-only sale, and it ends at midnight. Today is the last day to shop Nine West and get 40% off of the highest priced item in your cart. So if you only have one item, um, and of course this is on, a per on your purchase of $125 or more, if you have just one item and it happens to total $125, then you'll get 40% off of that. If you have more than one, um, if you have more than one item in your cart, of course you'll get 40% off of the highest priced item. Um, but the total has to be $125 or more. Uh, DSW is also having a sale, um, and this is across the board. If you shop now, you can get an additional 20% off of the clearance items. 
and that's giving you guys a savings of, of up to 70%. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have ever been to the back wall of VSW. They always have something on clearance there, but they hardly ever give you an additional 20% off of the, of the already discounted prices. Now, you know, I'm not sure if you guys know this about VSW, but they, they give you the, the full price, and then they'll mark it down by anywhere between 20 and 60%. I believe sometimes it can even get up to 70%. Um, and it just depends on the color of the sticker. Well, with this sale, they're giving you an additional 20% off of that sticker price. Okay, and last but not least, uh, today only, you can shop Gap Outlet and save up to 70% off of the entire store. All right. Okay. And they can, and they can find that on BudgetShopHall.com, correct? They surely can. All right. Well, thank you, Janelle. You have a great week, okay? Okay, you do the same. Thanks, Stephen. I'll talk All to right. you later, Ms. Parker. Good night. Good night. All right, we're going to switch gears. Uh, and after uh, releasing numerous mixtape projects, our first guest, Trap House, successfully released his first digital album, Kiss My Concerns, in March of this year. Tiki Patterson, a.k.a. Trap, the future of the Southwest, entered into the music industry for one reason, to make his mark on the entertainment world. Prior to his debut album, Trap had released five projects, and on November 15th, he will release his next mixtape, Ric Flair, where he'll be performing alongside his fellow respected artists. Please help me welcome Trap House. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing great. That's great. That's great. So, listen, you've had all these five projects, five projects work going on in your six. Tell us about uh, some of your previous work. Um, well, I've been putting out music since 2009. And for the most right. part, I wanted to burn up the uh, the mixtape circuit, get people familiar with what I was doing. So uh, I put out mixtape after mixtape, started uh, moving around as far as performing and things like that, and just getting people familiar with the brand. And uh, from there, fast forward to today, I uh, put out an album this year along with a deluxe and uh, working on another mixtape, uh, just, you know, trying to build on the success that I've been having. And so, why you know, you see a lot of artists do that. They put out a bunch of mixtapes. And, you know, people always wonder, why, well, why all these mixtapes, not the album? Tell, tell us the importance of, especially in what you do, you know, the hip-hop music that you do, why it's important to put out those mixed projects and kind of introduce your brand. For me, I feel like it builds up the incentive, you know, with a potential fan. It allows them to, you know, come into your life and understand what you're about without necessarily having to invest in it. And then once you're to a point to where you show them that you have talent and this is something that they would enjoy, you know, from then you can put out the album and people will support you. So what what differentiates the music you put on a mixtape versus the album you did? The few, I mean, the uh, it was like Kiss My Concern, My Converse. What what was what differentiates the type of music you put on one project and not the other? With a mixtape, it allows you to be a little more edgy with the content. You know, if you want it to be a street tape, if you want it to be something that resonates in the streets well, that's fine. Where so the album, you know, you want it to touch a lot more people, so you make the uh, the content a little more broad in, in, in what it what it covers instead of it just being specifically on something. And so you're going to put out another mixtape on uh, November 15th, uh, Rick Flair. What can we expect? Rick Flair, I mean, growing up, Rick Flair was the first wrestler that I ever saw that had swag. You know, he had the Rolex, he had the limousine with 25 women in it. He was just, you know, flossing to the max. Right. So with the project, you you can expect that. It's, it's an explosive tape, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people will put out music 
and they give you the sweet of being a hustler, but they won't cover the sour. They won't, they won't tell you the bad things that can happen from this right. life. So Rick Flair covers all of that. I don't want to just show, you know, you can get a diamond chain from this and get a car from this, but, you know, what about mothers crying in courtrooms and your brother passing away and things from this life? Right, exactly. What's some of the things that you had to experience, you know, uh, from your background and, you know, your upbringing? Well, man, I grew up in West Phoenix out here, man. I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. About 90% of the, the young men that I grew up with are either in prison or, or passed away. So wow. people think wow. it's Arizona and, you know, it's, it's slower, but, I mean, it's just as much going on here as there is anywhere else. Right. So what what was it that allowed you to gravitate towards the music and not go down that same road? I'm sorry, say that again? So what what was it, you know, that you found in yourself that allowed you to gravitate towards music and not go down that same role of incarceration or, or you know, you know, being killed? I feel like music allowed me the ability to vent, you know, some of those negatives and positives. It gave me an outlet to be able to express myself and to, uh, you know, have people to enjoy what I do. just makes it all the more worth it for people to relate to the music that I'm putting out. And I know that you've... Uh, turned down several deals, you know, recording deals, and you said the timing was off, you know, or maybe the offer just wasn't a good fit for you. I mean, to an artist that's really trying to make it, you have people coming with five different deals. Was it hard for you to turn that down, or what was it that made you just say, you know, I just can't do this right now? Well, a lot of it came from me having good people around me to even, I mean, of course, you know, being young and and having an opportunity, you want to jump at it. You know, man, I want to start on the line. And then you yeah. actually read into what it is that you're getting ready to do. And it may not be an ideal situation where you can win. So, wow. you know, you see artists now where the independent artists are, are killing it because mm-hmm. they're coming to the table with a record that's already in rotation. They already have music playing. And then now they have the ability to negotiate from there and come out with a sweeter deal. I think that it's not necessarily, you know, that hard to get a deal, but to get a good one, you need to be right. worth something yeah. in order for that to happen. Right, exactly, exactly. And you were featured as Vitamin Water's Rising Star. How was that like? Man, it, it was crazy to to be on, to be part of a tour that they put together and for them to, you know, do some homework here in Arizona and actually point me out and, and allow me to headline the show. I was the only artist on the show that wasn't signed, but I was also wow. the headline of the sh- of the show for the Arizona oh, wow. Star. Wow. Wow. So that in itself, man, it felt great to even be involved with something like that and for them to look at me in that way. Right, yeah. And I know in our next half hour we'll be in our playlist we'll be listening to two of your songs, On My Level and Space Mountain. Tell us about those songs. Uh, On My Level is a record that I did. It's it's more so for the Ratchet Lane, the the mm-hmm. you know, the new West that people are getting right. into. It's definitely a bouncy record. Uh, as as for Space Mountain, it's, it's kind of like a tribute to Ric Flair. When you listen to it, it, it takes you through the walk of Ric himself, you know, Rolex, limousines, things like that, and just having a good time. Definitely a party vibe to it. All right, all right. And so who are some of the people that you listen to now that that you think are, you know, killing the game? Who, who are some of your, you know, what's on your iPod? Uh, your iPod? Man, you know what? I listen to a lot of uh, older music right now, man. I, I feel like the music right now, is in a transitional phase where it's kind of it's kind of pop and it's kind of rap at the same time. It's kind of fused together. But I, I really do enjoy listening to Drake from time to time, depending on what he's on at the time. But right. uh, more listening to people like Scarface, Ice Cube, some of the older artists, 
that, uh, you know, they stood for something in their music, and, and I can relate to that. I feel like it's our responsibility as artists to leave people with something and it not always be the same thing. Exactly, because you tend to hear the same type of music on the radio. You turn, you know, and they play the same six songs on <laughs> back to back to back to back. Right. Uh, right, exactly, exactly. So the new mixtape, Rick Flair, will be out November 15th. Where can we get it? Uh, it's exclusively on com. Okay. Spell it out. Datpiff, D-A-T-P-I-F-F dot com. All right. And what do you want, finally, what do you want the person to take away when they finish this mixtape and they listen to the, the whole project? What do you want them to take away from that? For the most part, I want them to know that there's an artist in Arizona that's strong, that's making a lot of noise, and uh, Arizona is a hot spot. There's a lot of good artists out here that are looking to make a name for themselves. And uh, for whatever reason, it just hasn't hit Arizona yet, but I feel like the music is there and it's coming. I heard that. Well, listen, man, I want to thank you for taking the time out to join us tonight, and I wish you all the success with your uh, upcoming mixtape and future projects. So definitely uh, much much uh, respect to you and all that you do. Man, definitely appreciate you having me. No problem. And also, for more information about Trap House, you can go to our Facebook page. We have a link to his Reverb Nation uh, page where you can hear some of his music. Take a quick break. We'll be right back with Corey George after this. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Resilient, innovative, progressive, empowering, creative are few words that in part define the multifaceted creative spirit of Corey George. Pursuing his purpose passionately, his ability to transcend difficult circumstances has allowed him to find his niche an empowerment coach and prolific motivational speaker and author. Corey says our existence entitles us to greatness, yet live circumstances tend to sometimes convince us otherwise. Please help me welcome Corey George. Welcome to the show, Corey. Hey there, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being on. You know, I have known you for a very long time, you know, uh, here and there. I met you, I think, when I was first 20, and you've always been someone who's been on the grunt. You've been always, you know, what was it that stirred you to empowerment and, and uh, life, being a life coach? Tell us about that journey. Well, to be very, very uh, brief about it, you know, I had to understand that I wasn't given my circumstances for nothing, you know. Right. And, and I don't think anyone has. Um, I think that we all have the power to recycle our stories into something that could benefit someone else. It all depends on how we recycle those stories. Some of us sit right. in things for too long, and some of us just sit on it for too long. Um, right. And, and, you know, in, in my lifestyle, um, I sit on it, and then I hatch the egg, and I'm like, okay, now I, I have to give birth to this new information because it's not for me. You know, right. I do God's work. You know, we're, and, and it's philosophy that I teach people that, we're that we're all connected by this by this thin thread of adversity that that I, I I have not met a single person that has not gone through something. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. And, uh, yeah, and and so that alone, 
inspires me to always look for that, you know, but to look for that connection and to, you know, um, and in most cases, some of the things that I teach people are not of my own stories. I hear stories mm. from people that, you know, but they're pouring into me. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to make you a hero on your behalf because you don't know how to do it yet. But let me show you how I can take your story and I can bless 20 people. And then those those 20 people bless four people on your behalf. And guess what? You probably bless 1,000 people in a week without even knowing that your story meant something to someone else. Yeah. So being in the in the type in the line of work you do, I can imagine, do you feel that you, because you're helping others, uh, you know, get through what they're going through or find their way, that you are living a blessed life because you're able, your your life is, you know, it, the foundation of it is, is giving and, you know, being you. Do you feel that that you are living a blessed life? Well, let's make sure you, well, let's make sure we highlight the word used because it is an exhausting work. Um, it's right. emotional work that yeah. after I give a speech, I get off stage and I go home. I don't go to mm-hmm. the after party because I've given you a part of me that I did not know what I was going to give. You know, I tell people right, all the time, yeah. I, don't, I don't write speeches. Right before I talk, in my head, there's a prayer I say. It's like, God, you know what? I need you to show up and use use this vessel for your purpose. And, some, right. you know, sometimes I shock myself by the things I say, but it's not of me. So it's like once I'm done, I'm tired. But I'm not exactly. exhausted. I just need to recharge. I go home to my mm-hmm. family. I let them know that at that point I'm Corey again. But right. um, it is a blessed life because I could be that, that, that guy that stays stuck or that young woman that doesn't understand that everything that she has gone through is meant to make her stronger. Because if not, right. then how do we understand what we're here for? Right, yeah. So I was going to ask you, Perfect question, but I was into what you were telling me. <laughs> oh, well, oh, here it is. When you, how did you get to the point that you were going to say, okay, I'm going to open up my life, and my story to help, you know, motivate or encourage or inspire others? Was that was it kind of scary, you know, being so transparent? Um, initially, I I feared judgment when I was thinking of myself. I feared okay. judgment when I thought it was about me. And now okay. it's like, you know, uh, like um, at the beginning of September, right before my birthday, I had a heart attack scare, my second one. And I said, oh, okay, wow. well, you know, I turned 40. You know, bless me, well, you know, blessedly, I, I don't look my age, but on the inside I feel 50. But I said, okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> and so the quick story is I was in the ambulance, and on the phone I'm playing spades on my phone, and the tech is like, sir, you may be in the middle of a heart attack. Why right. are you playing spades? I said, you do your work and let me do mine. Exactly, yeah. You do yeah. your work, and, and me playing spades is my way of praying. It's like, God, you got this because I had to lose control in order to gain the most control of my life. Yeah. So I in those that. situations, sometimes we try to control things that that are not of us. I can pray, right. I can do my work, and I and if I trust that tech to do his work, that takes the stress off of me of worrying about what's going to happen. And the only thing I can do is trust that they know what they're doing, and I'm going to just sit here and relax and make sure that I get my books I called on this hand. But right. it goes back it, it goes back to the simple equation that I have is I am, we are, is that I am here mm-hmm. because we're here and vice versa. Right. So um, it makes it very easy for me to be transparent because I really don't care, you know. Okay, um, okay. There, yeah, and, you know, there are things that people find out about me. It's like, well, you just found out. I would have told you myself anyway. You know. Right, yeah. 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 So 
I know you said in that moment that you you had to kind of not take on what you couldn't control or not deal with what you couldn't control. Do you feel that when people do try to control things or out of their control that they're limiting themselves ultimately? Well, it's it's a battle that they – well, actually, it causes more stress. It's like right. being with that person – and so let's say you're dating someone, and they don't treat you well. No matter what you do, they're not going to treat you well. You right, can't yeah. control how they treat you. Now, you can actually demand what you want, but if they never come around, why blame yourself? Exactly. Ask yourself, yeah. what was this person sent here to teach me? Well, maybe I need to stop trying to control people and be what I want to have in return. So, right. so, so all these things are lessons in that it causes more stress to control something that is not of you. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, and 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 that's the thing that I let go. And even you know, even my sons, I have a six and a nine year old, and I teach them in the way that I teach other people. It's like, okay, look, you need to step away from this homework because apparently you don't get it yet. But give yourself fifteen mm-hmm. to ten, you know, 15, well, you know, half hour even. But let's go play a game. Then come back right. and understand mm-hmm. that you already have the tools. But right now you're trying, to, trying too hard. But give yourself a break. Wow. You know, yeah. yeah, and you know, and sometimes we just need uh, to rest our spirits and understand that we've we are all fully prepared to do the work that we're here to do. But sometimes we yeah. need to rest and understand how to see that work. So on your website, uh, CoreyGeorgeMedia.com, you have a a book, Sir Stand, Living Successfully Beyond the Shadows. Tell us about that book. Huh. That book was, um, you know, that book still blesses souls. Um, it was out in 2010, and and actually okay. right after that book came out, I went through something very, very, well, actually I went through a set of circumstances that probably would have sent the normal man, man into the, um, you know, into the nut factory, but it didn't. But, nice. the, but, but the book really is, well, the book was by, it was my, it was my intro into the coaching field in terms of literature. And okay. I shared and I shared some testimonies about myself that people were shocked to understand. Wow, you didn't you didn't break. Oh yeah, I did break. Oh yeah, I did break. But the gift about it is when I put myself together, I turned them into valuable lessons that now I can teach you because there's 14 chapters out of uh, and so out of 14 chapters, 10 of the chapters have lessons at the end of them that you can actually write, and they're all about reintroducing you back to yourself because you know how life happens and we forget about who we are because we're so concentrated on the job on the lover or the spouse or the you know or the talent we have but we don't pour back into ourselves so let me help you reintroduce you back to the spirit that was always there um and thankfully i'm and thankfully i'm actually writing writing a second edition actually right now that hopefully will be out in February. Um, I have to find a cool name for it, but I'm adding four or five more chapters to it, and I'm just going to just up, update it because everything that's that's there now was still valid, but I needed uh, to update it. Um, and I'm taking on some more, um, you know, some more things in multimedia but that I'm actually very happy about, and it really is about respecting the time, you know, but the time that we don't control, but the time that is in our hands. Okay. Okay, I hear that. You talked about, uh, you know, being able to pour back into yourself. How, and you talked about having a six, six and nine-year-old. How are you, how is a parent able to do that? Because, you know, a lot of parents, especially with young kids, their kids are the world, you know. How are you able to pour back into yourself raising young children? Well, thankfully and unthankfully, um, 
the kind of dad that I am is not the kind of dad that was was put into my life. And I have right. no regrets about it. Um, I've forgiven and I moved on, but I have kids that love me. So let yeah. me so as to make that clear, when you pour into your kids, it's amazing what they pour into you when, when you don't realize it. So there are times mm-hmm. that my kids know me so well that if I'm stressed out, they'll go into the room, they'll say, hey, you know what, but let's go play over here because Daddy needs some rest, even when I don't know right. that that's what they're doing. Or if I'm stressed out, they'll just come and sit under me and won't say a word. So, mm-hmm. but you have to have those limits. It's like, okay, well, Daddy needs just a few minutes. And, right, yeah. it's, and, and it's really not about being selfish, but when I get my 15 to 20 minutes back, I can give you two more hours. Exactly. So you have to yeah. demand that time because you're still a human being. It, and and it's just the same as if you're in a new relationship, whereas you're spending all day and all night with this new person. At some point, you're going to want to go back to yourself and say, right. how, you know, how, how can I keep my fullness while also allowing you into my life as well, too? Exactly, exactly, because, uh, because the person you date or you marry is not supposed to complete you. It's supposed to compliment you. Well, um, well, let me add this. Um, the person that you f- spend your life with is, is is actually meant to exponentially increase your value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so let me say this. So and and so you are a musician, right? So exactly. There may be a point where you have to leave town, you know, for a few days at a stretch. That person right. that's holding it down at home is going to understand. This is his passion. I got this at home. So when he comes home, he doesn't have to worry about something being cleaned or, you know, the grass being cut or something being cut right, yeah. because yeah. I'm holding this down because I know that whatever he's doing out there is for, you know, is for the team. Right, right. So right. when you have that person that allows you to be you, fully you, and respect the fact that if you respect me, I respect you, and we're good, but you're going to be absolutely okay. But it's that person okay. that doesn't understand that it's not about the quantity of time. It's the quality of time, the quality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I see my kids every morning for school, but they don't live with me. But the few days I have with them, you know, per week, I tell everyone, do not call right. me, do not ask me to go hang out because it's the quality of time that I pour into them. Because because when I'm 16, 70, these are the kids that I, that I want to fight over exactly. who's, who's going to take care of me. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. So I know you have the, you're finishing up the new book. You have Medium Project coming up coming out soon. What, what can you tell us about this coming up for Corey George outside of those projects? Well, oh, oh man, um, you know, I'm taking chances now. Um, I mentioned a while ago that I respect time. You know, I've had some media friends of mine who poured into these these things of me. You know, they call me Baby Oprah, Baby Van Zandt, or Baby Jakes, but I understood uh-huh. what they were saying. But at the moment, I was not prepared to walk in that fullness yet. And right. I and I created my new media company, um, and 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 the one thing that I did was I became proud of my name, just my name alone. And and so once you can you know walk steadfast in your own name, then that gives you that power to say no, this is my project. So outside of the new book, I'm, I am actually I'm actually working on a new show for TV. Okay. And it's okay. A, it, and it's and it's a very sensitive topic. It is very interesting because when I brought up the topic to talk about on TV, it was almost like it was almost like ants scattered. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll tell you a glimpse about it. I'm but I'm actually doing a two hour special on the full life cycle of male sexual abuse in the black community. Oh wow. And I've had this wow. on my heart for two years. But every time I thought about doing it, there was a scandal attached or there was a scandal that came out but the work that God gave me to do was not attached to a scandal because 
what happens usually with a scandal is you talk about the scandal, but you don't talk about the after effects. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and in my yeah. book, I actually talked about my, you know, about my survival of it, and not just surviving, but thriving. Because there's a difference difference between just surviving, but are you thriving? Are you living better than you would have if you, if it never happened? How do you turn it into a positive? So I have three three wonderful young men that I'm flying in from across the country, and we're having a very candid conversation. But these are conversations that will kind of blow your mind. Um, I have a guy that is coming that, well, I have a guy who is a Jamaican. And when you hear his testimony, let's just, I will just say that he can't go back home because there's a death threat on his, on his head. Wow. Because he came wow. out with a story. See, those are the testimonies that when people come to me, I'm like, how do I recycle these stories? I'm not the only one that's supposed to be knowing this story. Mm-hmm. So, so these are people who inspired me after reading my book and came to me and said, "Hey, you told my story, and so can I share it with you?" And it's like, okay, you poured into me, but this is something for the black community, I think, because we don't have these conversations. We run behind it, and but we don't realize that that there's a lot of, you know, what, what we call angry black men that are just children stuck in that circumstance. They right. don't want to be heard, but they're scared because the man code doesn't allow you to be that available to your feelings. And I'm breaking right. the cycle. So some may hate it, some may not, but I tell people, screw it. But this is God's work, so man cannot tell me what God has already told me to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, that, so, so this is the biggest project I've ever worked on in my life, and I've invested my whole dollar in it because it really is, you know, the biggest work I've had to do so far. Well, I know it's going to be uh, definitely groundbreaking because, as you said, that things like this – and I'm not discussed in the black community, and uh, you know, I, if I'm sure people, I can see them gravitating to this, even if it's in secrecy, you know, to see how how to get through this, how to deal with this, uh, and hopefully it'll be something that's that's out there for everyone to discuss, and it opens, it starts a bigger conversation, you know. Yeah, and this is really about you know having your family sit down because what I'm going to take you through, as I said, the, the you know the full life cycle is. Um, what happens, you know, the moment, you know, how, how does your personality change? How does your demeanor change once it happens? Because every child changes. So I want to be able to teach that, 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 that parent subconsciously that don't, um, don't just look at your child and say, okay, well, he's going through growing pains, but that's why he's right. isolated in the room all of a sudden, or that's why mm-hmm. he's wearing those baggy clothes, and that's why he's become this way. If you have open, open-ended conversation with your children, they will feel safe enough to come to you because who else are they supposed to trust? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's 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 so the whole thing is I can't stop it from happening. But disclosure earlier earlier on and getting the help that these children and these young adults need will 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 fare better than waiting until their twenties and thirties. And these guys I'm talking to are in their twenties, thirties, and forties. So uh-huh. that just shows that you know it is a full life cycle effect that it affects families and and you know the guy that's unhealed. Is looked at as an angry guy because he's because he's so protective of himself. Well, why is he so angry? Why is he so bitter? Because you never gave him the opportunity to talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the fear of judgment because you know the man code doesn't allow you to be that available to all your feelings. So that's why it's important to me. And like I said, I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed to have those three stories who volunteered because I put up a call to find out who would want to talk about it, but. I had several people talk to me, but it's like, oh, I don't want to be on camera. So it's still right, that, yeah. you know, it's it's still a 
not I wouldn't say scary, but it's still a judgmental thing in our own community that we need to stop. I definitely agree. I definitely agree, Corey. And listen, I hope you keep us abreast of everything you have going on. You have some great and powerful work coming up. But I want to thank you, you know, for joining us tonight. And you know, like I said, keep us posted. We definitely want to follow uh, your project you have coming up because I believe it will touch millions of people. So thank you so much, Corey. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. And for more information about Corey George, go to his website, CoreyGeorgeMedia.com. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Luella. Yeah, what is that? Put that uh, game up on your phone on the other day and that way talk to them. Somebody call. Yeah, come chat at you on TM and call a Lord. Lord. I know I saw it, something on there. I know it was. I ain't know if you trying to cheat or something. You ain't trying to cheat. Cheat? How you came see something? What you saw on there? E O T M Radio. That's a in a PR company. Child, what is all What you talking about? Get on my face. dot com. Go check out the site. Get branded. Ask for Carla at nine zero nine five five nine one seven six three. Get your business. To the street. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. We'll be featuring music by me, my new single Never Know, uh, Trap House, Tamar, Braxton, and uh, Billy Light. If you're interested in being featured, please email us your MP3s at Edited for Radio, excuse me, meaning no cursing to the Stephen Knight Show at gmail.com. Attach one or two bios and promotional pictures, and we definitely look forward to hearing your music. Now, the first song is my brand-new single entitled Never Know. will be on iTunes tomorrow. Download it. Support your boy. Spread the word. Check it out. Enjoy Stephen Fuller. So 
on spilled liquor and virus from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kids stealing, whoo, wheeling, dealing, living, being right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators off. Not knowing who to not trust, know who to trust. the need to carry on is a must. 
to every problem Not cause my way like a camera I adjust Keep moving instead of sitting around and getting stuck Do what you gotta do just to make that extra buck Even if you out Even of luck Hold on to that faith and let it pull you up pull you Don't up. let the evil in this world determine when you self-destruct Know that you gon' make it, you were made for greatness Now it's up to you to step out and just embrace it Gotta dream, get out there and just go chase it It's never given, you just have to take it Realize you have to be real And the things you do, and the things you and do only then it can become Real for you, real for you. I bet you're trying to figure out life. Wondering what the people telling you is right. Cause everybody says that and says this. But don't nobody know shit. I bet you want to see the light. So you can be the one that's shining so bright. Go ahead, keep moving, keep going. They said this world is full of mystery But if you look back in the books of history All you see is pain and misery So fight to see a better day Inspire just to make the way Try to give instead of take away If it put you down, do you and not the non-believers Fade away, always have the thought of peace and love And not the word hate Always pick the right decision So you can always motivate If someone tells you wrong from the right They're just a deceiver, deceiver Don't listen to them Cause they'll end up last place In the winner's race Always eat the vegetables up off your dinner just remember every step you take decide your own fate And sometimes once you make that choice It can be too late It can be too late Now I know we all make mistakes But don't let the good choices slip away Cause that could be the day of your greatness To where you rise and soar above the sky So use your knowledge to apply Then I promise you can be way past, past Fly, fly I bet you're trying to figure out life Wondering what the people telling you is right Cause everybody says that and says this But don't nobody know shit I bet you wanna see the light So you can be the one that's shining so bright Go keep moving, keep going Sit back and look at the bigger, brighter picture. Brighter picture. The ones that got real love for you, with you. For you, with you. This world can get cold and lonely, so make sure you're the one and only. That is the person with the plan. With the make plan. Make sure you hold your own life in your own hand. Own so hand. that you are strong and you can make a stand. And when they don't get it, you can make them understand. Believing only you would know the real meaning of what is true. What is it true. doesn't matter about what you did. It only matters about what you do. Now, what you now do. from this point on in life, making notes with me and raise up your right. I will forever keep away the dark and walk in the light. Life something greater than me in this form of life. Life and therefore against the struggle, I will keep up the fight. Fight. So wherever I go after this, my soul will be pure light, so I can shine bright, shine bright. I bet you're trying to figure out life, wondering what the people telling you is right. Cause everybody says that and says this, but don't nobody know shit. I bet you wanna see the light, so you can be the one that's shining so bright.
Yeah. For my R&B kids. Yeah. Hit me. Go. Thank you for your support. Have a great week. I'll talk to you. We'll see you next Monday. God bless.